Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man, the only podcast that breaks down hard-hitting dialogue such as Back to your pits, you thrice-damned spawns of hell, or face the naked steel of Red Sonia, she-devil of the Hycarian Steps. Here to break down that line oh, and man. so much more is my friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm breaking down that line too well, James B. <laughs> it's going to take me some work. Uh, but I'm up for it. I'm, I'm energized. Uh, also, we have Kevin Ewing once again on our show. He's out of spider-slaying form, and I guess you could be transformed into something else. How are you doing, Kevin? Good. Um, ready to transform into whatever needs to be to get this podcast done. We're going to tackle seven Marvel team-ups, another Ooh. holiday gift for our listeners. And we all read them, so let's be honest here. It's sort of like one book, and then there's a package of two and then a package of four yeah yeah we'll just kind of we'll we'll cover them quickly and we can discuss what's good and bad about them a lot of chris claremont coming up folks so hope you like him and it starts off from march of 1979 stanley presents marvel team up 79 featuring spider-man and red sonia in sword of the she-devil by claremont and Byrne. during an office christmas party peter gets sent to a museum which is being possessed by some magical forces from the exhibit uh security guard gus Hovannis puts on an amulet and turns into evil wizard Kulan Goth. Now, MJ tags along, and after Peter ditches her to become Spider-Man, she follows and grabs a sword, turning her into Red Sonia? Um, okay, eventually Spider-Man and Red Sonia win, and everyone turns back into the 1979 people, and Peter throws the evil amulet in the ocean. My notable moment. Peter is said at the beginning of the book to be a non-drinker. That's why they sent him on the mission. And at the uh, end of the book, he's craving ale. Kevin, what'd you think of Marvel Team Up 79? Really like this issue. It was my favorite of the seven. Claremont and Byrne, always a, always a good team together. It is interesting that, you know, Red Sonja was the, was the team up in this issue because she really wasn't a, a Marvel property, right? She was part of the, the Conan license. Um, and then eventually she got her own movie. And when that came out, they got her her own license. And so it was separate from Conan. So this issue, Marvel actually can't reprint it because they don't have the, the Red Sonja license anymore. And uh, back in around 2007, they actually did a follow-up to this issue with Dynamite Entertainment. And they had a miniseries that kind of was a successor to this story. Hmm. Wow. That's fascinating, uh, Kevin. I, I got to agree, Claremont, you know, I was reading this book kind of groggily, and then I read this panel on page two that says, Moonlight spearing through a skylight, illuminating the whole room. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I like that writing right there. And he goes on to say, uh, referring to the security guard reaching for the amulet, he reaches for the amulet, blood from his glass-cut hands staining the heavy gold chain, and deep within him, unheard, his soul screams. I was like, Wow. <laughs> This is, you know, this is pretty interesting writing, heavy, heavy stuff going on. And there's blood in this scene. I don't know the last time I saw blood in Spider-Man. It doesn't happen very often. It was, it was interesting that he cut his hands when he was grabbing at this amulet. Well, I'm sure if we saw it earlier, it would only be in a Marvel team-up. And speaking of Marvel team-ups, we're going to move on from April of 1979. Stanley presents Marvel team-up 80 featuring Spider-Man and Clea in a sorcerer possessed by Claremont, Vosburgh, and Day. 
that's not the sorcerers possessed by Claremont. That's just how it's called the sorcerer possessed. Hey, a werewolf attacks uh, Sissy, which I believe is pretty Priscilla. This is Peter's date. Uh, she goes to the hospital. Peter finds Doctor Strange's amulet um, after finding this werewolf, and he goes to find Clea. Peter remembers the prophecy from Marie Laveau, uh, which was back in Marvel Team Ups like 76 and 77, which we did in uh, Let's Read Spider-Man 138. And he does a tarot card reading with an old lady and then also her adult age granddaughter, which points to the fact that Doctor Strange is possessed and some other stuff's going on. Spider-Man and Clea try to stop him. Wong helps. They uh, get Doctor Strange on a plane, but then the plane explodes in the back and Doctor Strange like escapes. And then like this strange daughter of Satan named Satana arrives at the Sanctum, you know, sanctuary. Notable moment, Peter's date Sissy thinks Peter's dead. Her next thought immediately is, I'm next. And she runs away. Kevin, I'm not a big Doctor Strange fan. What would you think? Well, Kevin? you know, the cover is Marvel Team-Up featuring Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Clea. But Doctor Strange was either a werewolf or an unconscious the entire issue. So uh. why did he get billing on the cover? I wonder, you know, if they just made it Spider-Man and Clea, did Marvel think maybe she didn't have enough sales power to, to carry the title on her own and they had to throw Doctor Strange in there for that reason? I have the same exact problem, Kevin. I looked at this cover, I saw Doctor Strange as a werewolf, and I thought, nothing good is going to happen after this. <laughs> if you fast forward and you go to the very last panel and this uh, Satana outfit that's going on, it's like, what? these women that are being drawn to these outfits, uh, you know, I guess to uh, catch the attention of the young men reading the book, that, that's it for me on this one. Eddie, real quick about Satana and her outfit that it catches the attention of young and probably old men, to be honest. Um, her outfit, more revealing or less revealing than Red Sonia with her little, uh, you know, chain bracelet attachments. Like she's literally dressed in a couple little links. I didn't, I didn't bring that up, but Red Sonia is wearing nothing. <laughs> like whatever she's wearing is barely on her, too. Like the way she's drawn, large parts of her body are exposed that... You would not probably want to have jangling around this outfit while you're battling <laughs> an ancient Egyptian god. Ooh. Red Sonia, if you were trying to see more of her, unfortunately, she's only in that one book that can't be reprinted. But we are going to see a lot more of uh, Satana from May of 1979. Stanley presents Marvel Team of 81 featuring Spider-Man and Satana, or Satana, I'm not really sure, in Last Rites by Claremont, Vosberg, and Leah Loa, I'm going to call her. I'm going to go with Satana. Is that okay, guys? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Satana explains Doctor Strange's efforts in, as I mentioned, Marvel Team Up 76 and 77, uh, when he was helping them out back then, are the reason for his evil possession now. Spider-Man and the werewolf Doctor Strange battle in the hospital room of Sissy Ironwood. If you remember, that was Peter's date who was knocked out in the previous book. And after a bunch of wrestling and punching, <laughs> Spider-Man wins. Satana goes to another realm to like free Doctor Strange and she succeeds, but she's killed in the process. Notable to me, the Marvel team-up villain here is called the Basilisk, not to be confused with the crappy Marvel team-up villain called the Basilisk, which was Basil Elks. Oh. Kevin, concluding our storyline, what'd you think? Magic stories aren't my cup of tea, but 
I mean, I guess it was nice that the devil's daughter was able to go out a hero, so good for her. Yeah, she is part human or something. There is nothing that excites me in this book, and I really think it was made to draw uh, Satana in her outfit as many times as possible. So that's all for me. <laughs> yeah, we. I guess there's a son of Satan and there's apparently a daughter of Satan, but she apparently is no more. And I didn't click on any history to see if she comes back, but as we all know, no one really ever I'm sure she has. And yeah, so... Um, hey, let's get out of this whole world with the Red Sonia and get out of Doctor Strange and go to something a lot more clear and easy to follow. From June of 1979, Stanley presents Marvel Team Up 82 featuring Spider-Man and the Black Widow in No Way to Treat a Lady by Claremont, Usima, and Leah Loa. Again, the Black Widow on the cover. Here we go. Nancy Rushman, a school teacher, is attacked by a goon named Alex and his mugger friends. Spider-Man saves her and tells her, you are the Black Widow. Uh, this obvious amnesia story drags on, and they're attacked by some female S.H.I.E.L.D. agents firing weapons from flying cars. The reader is starting to wonder if maybe this isn't the Black Widow, it could be a clone, or maybe it's amnesia. But Nick Fury shoots her, apparently killing her, and then he shoots Spider-Man too. Uh, notable to me, I'm reading this book trying to figure out, you know, maybe this isn't the Black Widow, even though she's on the cover, when uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Contessa Valentina calls her the Black Widow, even though the book is trying to make us question if she really is just a teacher. Kevin, what'd you think? I thought the the amnesia part of it was was handled in an entertaining way. And uh, really, my, my favorite part of this um, issue was the art. And I guess this goes for the next few that we're going to talk about. I just think it's really great art by Busema and Leohola. Same for me. Natasha coming in and out of her consciousness was so interesting how they, they wrote it uh, with her, you know, and Spider-Man both trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Well, I didn't know Natasha was like her alias was a school teacher. I, I don't know about you, James B, but I was like, what if what if my alias? Because you know, <laughs> we're both school teachers. <laughs> what if this is just my alias and I'm like unconsciously going out to be a superhero? <laughs> wow! <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's so exciting. What if that's happening? <laughs> It's a deep cut there, Eddie. <laughs> it's possible. Anything's possible with Marvel 2 up, right? <laughs> this story does continue. From July of 1979, Stanley presents Marvel Team Up 83, featuring Spider-Man and Nick Fury in Slaughter on 10th Avenue by Claremont, Sal Buscema, and Leah Loa. Okay, so Spider-Man wakes up alive, everyone, but everyone else is gone. He goes to the Bugle to ask the chief librarian, Maggie McCullough, for the address of S.H.I.E.L.D. Meanwhile, Dr. Ames, who is taking care of the Black Widow, becomes like hypnotized and possessed or something and tries to kill her. Spider-Man finds the Black Widow and brings her to Peter Parker's house. Hi, I'm, I'm Peter Parker, friend of Spider-Man. Have some soup. Nick Fury drags Peter and Natasha to the street at gunpoint, and then a car blows up. And Boomerang and the Silver Samurai attack. Notable to me... Nick Fury, who is on the cover of the book, just like everybody else we've been talking about, is supposed to be with Spider-Man, but he's basically his enemy through nearly every page of the book. Uh, there, there's The title of this book is Slaughter on 10th Avenue, 
And, you know, there is so much going on. I, I, I read this book, and honestly, I, you know, if you like fight sequences, this is definitely more of a fight sequence book. And I, I did enjoy them. I think there's a lot of good fighting with weird combinations of different characters battling each other. But, like, the 10th Avenue confused me. Maybe someone can clarify that. And it's just, it, it's too much. Uh, too much going on. The other part is Spidey just knocks out Black Widow. <laughs> Did anyone see this? With a boink. He's like, <laughs> boink. She's too, she could be a liability to herself. So, boink. Maybe he was just trying to, you know, in in TV, sometimes when you get hit on the head again, your amnesia goes away. Maybe that's what he was thinking. <laughs> Um, I, I thought that it was interesting with Nick Fury because he's always the guy that knows everything, right? He's behind the scenes. He, he always has a plan. And I think it was kind of cool to, to see that um, he sort of didn't know what was going on and had no clue what was what was wrong, going wrong at, at S.H.I.E.L.D. And also, it seemed kind of easy to find S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters. You just look them up in the phone book. <laughs> Let's, I think we could talk about the Bugle Librarian at the end of this show a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love those librarians. From August of 1979, Stanley presents Marvel Team Up 84, featuring Spider-Man and Shang-Chi, why not, in Catch a Falling Hero by Claremont, Busima, and Leah Loha. All right, so the Viper, who apparently was some other character, but has been renamed like Madam Hydra, has hypnotized all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. So we're getting a little bit of clarity here, I guess. While Spider-Man and the Black Widow are hang gliding towards S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, I think, the Widow suddenly forgets that she's the Black Widow and thinks she's a schoolteacher again. So Spider-Man has to save her, and they start making out. I... I apologize. I read this a couple times, and it, as far as I can tell, Shang-Chi appears for some reason, and then he battles Boomerang, and Spider-Man loses to the Silver Samurai and falls out of the helicarrier. Uh, notable to me, they mentioned this Saturday Night Live John Belushi Marvel Team Up 74 amulet again, as Marvel Team continues successfully to tie stories back to earlier ones, like they've been doing with the Doctor Strange story. I I can only hope that John Belushi's name shows up every Marvel team up <laughs> occasionally for some reason. Because uh, I, I, I noted that also in the previous book where Spider-Man says, he's wearing that crazy teleport ring he stole off John Belushi. <laughs> and I I just, I kind of forgot, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And they, they, they worked it in there. I, you know, this book, I, I like Shane. I normally don't like the... Shang-Chi's narration, you know, that happens. But there's two things about it that were so, that were good for me. One, the narration starts before Shang-Chi shows up. He's like not in several panels, but like we know he's nearby and he's kind of stating what's going to happen. I, I like how this, you know, like it, it's a very, uh, like a stealthy entrance. It, it alludes to his, his ability to be stealthy too. And um, 
you know, in a book that's so hectic, once again, there's just a large amount of fighting in different places with all sorts of things going on. The Shang-Chi narration, it, it calms me, you know, he, he never seems stressed out. He's not like narrating in all caps. It's the, the total opposite of anything J. Jonah does ever is the, the narration. So it, it was soothing to have him show up in this book. So one thing I didn't know that I learned reading this, uh, they mentioned that Black Widow's powers mimic Spider-Man. So I I didn't know that she could stick to things, and I'm not sure if that sticks with the character. Uh, I think they maybe do away with that in the future. Um, but, you know, I really didn't care for the kiss between Nancy and, and Spider-Man. It's just problematic, and I wish it wasn't in there. Sure, Matt Murdock wishes it wasn't in there either. Uh, from September of 1979, Stanley presents Marvel Team Up 85, featuring Spider-Man and Shang-Chi and the Black Widow and Nick Fury in The Woman Who Never Was by Claremont, Sal Buscema, and Leah Loha. And yes, I know I say Buscema's name differently every time, but I don't know how to say it. The Black Widow and Spider-Man, who apparently have similar powers, save each other with webbing and cables and all kinds of things, while Viper orders Clay Quarterman, who I've avoided mentioning up until now, uh, and Boomerang and the Silver Samurai to flood the helicarrier with gas. The Widow recalls being tortured so much that she hid in her alter ego, I think, and we finally got that explanation that we've been waiting for for four months. <laughs> the helicarrier is going to smash into the Capitol and kill the president. So we finally get the plot line we've been trying to figure out for four months. But a battered Black Widow stops the Viper as the other heroes are kind of fixing the ship. The Widow tells Spider-Man that she has no feelings for him and that she is sorry. And he replies... Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, notable... The Black Widow says in her younger days, she would have let left the Viper to die, but she is wiser. Ironically, the old version of the Black Widow fails to save the Viper anyway, even after giving this big speech. <laughs> Sorry. Kevin, final thoughts on 85. So, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, Shang-Chi... You kind of faked being shot so that Black Widow could, you know, quote unquote, find her true self. But he did this while the helicarrier was plummeting towards the Capitol building. <laughs> and he didn't do anything but lay there. You think he could have done something to help the situation? He's playing the long con. Yep. Eddie, what you got? Uh, you know, Spider-Man web parachutes out of there at third panel from the end. That, that's all. <laughs> All right. I can't believe that neither one of you brought up the fact that two issues in a row, Shang-Chi escaped the gas attack and didn't pass out from the gas. I can't handle this, Kevin. He's like, can't, and not only did they escape the gas attack, but he says, can't we just hold our breath? <laughs> <laughs> says it's a Nick Fury. I'm like, yeah, anyone can hold their breath when they're gas attacked at any time. If that, like Spider-Man holds his breath underwater all the time. And then <laughs> Shang-Chi's like, can we just hold our breath? I'm like, yes, yes, everyone can hold their breath. 
Uh, this drives me crazy, Kevin. I can't stand anything to do with gas anymore. <laughs> Kevin, you were with us for two podcasts in a row. Oh. Do you like the Marvel team-up books better than the Amazing Spider-Man books? I think I did. Uh, ASM issues were fun. Um, the, the Jonah, Spidey being trapped with one another was, was kind of fun. But, I mean, these were Claremont uh, written issues. And this is back in his heyday uh, when he, you know, kind of still had his fastball and, and was you know, a pretty eloquent writer. So I, I thought these were better. Well, we have a special treat for you because I know you like Claremont so much. And I don't know if you realize we've been doing some, uh, we're doing a lot of promotions for Chris Claremont toys. And now's the chance for you to pick some up. You guys ready for the sponsor? Yep. Can't wait. Eddie's got his Spider-Man toy, a special made yeah, for him. Let's it, see if we... It is purple outfit that doesn't distinguish Spider-Man. Yes. Let's see if we can get you some toys to play with with him. Because, gentlemen, I know you love toys. Well, the Tinkerer has gathered three Marvel team-up villains. I mean, experts, sorry, to help design the newest line of Marvel team-up action figures. Monster creator Baron Ludwig von Schupp, the Mad Thinker, and the Puppet Master have lent their expertise to create the toys that kids want to play with and collectors want to collect. This ninth set, wow, has three... Nope. Look at this, three heroes and a villain. Wow, from this classic run, another four-pack, gentlemen, of Chris Claremont's most famous heroes and villains. And it includes, from Marvel Team-Up 79, which you guys said was the best book, Gus Hoavanis, security guard. <laughs> you might remember he picked up the amulet, started the whole thing. Is, is, is he in security guard form or Egyptian god form? He is in security guard form, oh, amulet not included, it says here. <laughs> also... From Marvel Team Up 83, the character that you talked about the most and said you wanted to keep talking about, that would be the Bugle Librarian, Maggie McCullough. You could have her look up, hey, tell me where S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters is, and tell me how this amulet works, and you know, and she will be very uncooperative. From Marvel Team Up 80, ooh, this is the old Doctor Strange one. I wonder if we have a Doctor oh Strange boy. figure because it's a hero. It is the I unnamed tarot card grandma. <laughs> You might remember there's a grandmother. She's unable to read the cards, what? and she calls on her younger granddaughter. You guys remember that scene? Yes. We don't get the younger granddaughter. We get the grandma. That's what happens. <laughs> I, I remember because Peter Parker like is like, wow, when the granddaughter walks out. Yes, you don't get her. You get the grandma. Maybe in a future Chris Claremont run. And it's time for our villain. Do you guys want to get your predictions in? Anyone? Which villain are you getting? Jeez. Oh, it's got to be uh, uh, Satana, right? Kevin, do you want to take a guess? Or well, Satana sort of saved the day, so she wouldn't be a villain. Oh, I agree. True. Oh, my bad. I think Sorry. Kevin's being humble. He, he knows who it is. It's from <laughs> issue 82. It's Alex the Mugger. Remember that Alex comes out and he says, I'm Alex. And like Nancy's like, oh, leave me alone. And then his other guys, you get the leader of the Muggers, not just a regular oh, I Mugger. Was worried I, wasn't, I was worried I was going to get that guy that was unconscious on the ground. So, so Eddie, does this sound like some characters that could interface with your Spider-Man toy that they gave you? It's true. It's The holidays are coming up. They, they could interface with Spider-Man on some level, except every time I'd play with them, it would be like, Hey, who's that guy in the purple suit? <laughs> and then I'd be like, I'm Spider-Man. And then he'd be like, no, you're not. And he's like, no, I really am. And then I guess that's how every, you know, that's how it would pan out with these toys, perhaps. I'm, I know. I'm certainly excited. I, I buy a lot of the Marvel Legends uh, Spider-Man mm -hmm. releases. So this will be great to add to my collection. Kevin, is there one of these four in particular that you were most excited about? 
like sure well uh i'm really lacking a security guard so <laughs> that that's probably my favorite okay. so underrated i, I just mm -hmm. pictured kevin at like a holiday party at his house and he's got the security guard on the mantle and somebody's like hey uh you know <laughs> Well, you got a security guard. You're married. like, oh, oh, this is the uh, security guard from Marvel Team Up 81. <laughs> can really okay. impress people with that. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I think I'm going to leave this party. <laughs> Eddie, it's not from 81. Oh, uh, excuse me. Eddie, it's from 79. Remember, you were quoting it. Remember, you're like, he reaches for the amulet, blood from his glass cut hand, you know, stating the cold. You were quoting this. I will, I will happily write in calligraphy that quote for Kevin if he buys this uh, figurine <laughs> for his mantle <laughs> and All put right. it right behind him. <laughs> Kevin, if people want to find out um, if you actually bought the toy or not, how could they reach you? Uh, at Kevin Ewing 22. All right. And Eddie, how could they uh, tell you um, which issue these characters are from since you can't you get that straight? <laughs> Email me and let me know at Let's Read Spider-Man at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. Kevin, you didn't happen to write a close to this one, did you? I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Professional guest, <laughs> Kevin Ewing. This is my sixth time here, remember? <laughs> That's right. And now it's time for the close. I'm James B., joined by... Eddie. And... Kevin. And remember, listeners, if someone you know has amnesia, and you and they start having feelings for one another... You need to do whatever it takes to stifle those feelings until their mental wellness is back to a healthy place. Goodbye. 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 I mean, the point is that we usually like to give the guests like the more crazy thing because like you're kind of forcing you into it yeah you know i mean <laughs> do you have any other voice besides your default kevin voice um probably not but i'll, <laughs> I'll do it i'll make a full i don't care well i would yeah i don't have a i don't have a sultry voice i know that you don't need a sultry voice just you know do you have like you know uh any other like I can you pretend you're like you like your like your daughter or your wife is saying something and how would they say it to you when they're saying? <laughs> I'm not you know. touching that one with a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant like a, a girl voice. Doesn't have to really be that. So, how about well, I be Spidey? <laughs> we could give him. Some, I'll let. All right. And right. you can do the. You can do I, the lines. That's fine. It's not as erect. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. Good. All right. So we know what we're doing right. Yeah. All right. So Kevin, you're going to read the Spider-Man lines still. Okay. Eddie, I know it's after the close. Uh, we've never done this here, but I feel like we can't let Kevin get out of here without helping us out in your favorite segment. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, that's right. It's it's not Shakespeare. It's Marvel Team Up. All right, so we're looking at page three, and this is issue 81. And we were just discussing how Kevin would be better off as Spider-Man, but I think Kevin should try to read the Satana lines. <laughs> sure, okay. So, yes, Eddie, Kevin. You, can, Eddie you, you want Spider-Man or Wong? You can choose. I'll take Wong. We are in my master's house, but how? What power could have summoned us? 
Darned if I know Wong, but I've got a nasty feeling the lady in red can tell us. I summoned you, Arachnid. I am Satana. Some on your world know me as Succubus, as Demon Sorceress, as Satan's daughter, and as a friend. I am all of these and more. Now that Soul stands at a crossroads, he is a werewolf, yet he can still be cured until the moment he tastes human blood or kills. If that happens, he is lost forever. I'm so out of my league tonight, it's ridiculous. And this Satana, half by instinct screams she's evil to the core, the other half says, trust her. It's not Shakespeare, it's Marvel Timo. Mm-hmm.